Holy God, undivided Trinity, be in my words and in our life together. Amen. Trinity Sunday, the only Sunday named after a doctrine. Last week, Josh said that some of our faith stories are strange, bizarre. From the earliest times, the idea of Trinity was controversial and difficult to understand. Even though Christianity replaced pagan polytheism, having many gods, it gave the believers a monotheistic, one God, religion, with a difficult concept of one God in three hypostases or natures, God the Father or Creator, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. Even theologians have difficulty with the concept of the triune, three-in-one God. Some say the first person of the Trinity is how God was known in Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament, and Jesus in the New Testament, and the Spirit is how we know God now. Trying to portray the Trinity, but aware of the biblical prohibition of depicting God, icon painters turn to the story of the hospitality of Abraham, who received three visitors. You'll read this in two weeks in our lectionary, Genesis chapter 18. Numerous years ago, when I was in Moscow on a Russian river cruise that Dave and I organized to begin a global mission fund in another diocese, I saw the original of the icon Trinity painted early in the 15th century by Andrei Rublev considered by some to be the highest achievement of Russian art and perhaps the most perfect of all the icons painted. So if you notice your leaflet on the inside front cover is a picture, and that will help you as we continue. Already in the 15th century, Trinity had become one of the most venerated icons, and except for the faces, was uh, covered with gold, silver, and precious stones. Whoever came to the monastery to see it and to pray before it, czar or peasant, left a donation, a flower, a half penny, or an expensive diamond. Such was the custom. Rublev was the first not to include in his composition the figures of Abraham and Sarah in this visitation, because he did not set out to illustrate the story of the hospitality of Abraham, as did many painters before him, but to convey through his image the idea of the unity and the indivisibility of the three personas of the Trinity. For the first time, this icon conforms to the orthodox idea of Trinity, with all three equally represented, all three equally important, depicted with equal dignity, each with a staff in their hand as a symbol of their divine power. The life of the Trinity, an image of profound peace. The persons of the Trinity are equal but different. This is a fundamental teaching. Diversity is not incompatible with unity. Diversity is not incompatible with unity. 
The very ground of being is both one and many. Our seeming alienation from one another in the world is debilitating if we fail to recognize the harmony of diversity and unity in the Godhead. Scholars agree that the three natures of the Trinity are represented in this icon, and the following descriptions are accepted explanations. The wings of the angels are persons are gold, their seats are gold, the light that shines around their head is white, pure light. Gold is not good enough to express the glory of God. Only light will do. And that same white becomes the holy table, the place of offering. God is revealed and disclosed here at the heart in the whiteness of the untouchable light. The first angel shown on the left God the creator in a blue undergarment, which depicts the divine celestial nature. And a light purple or shimmering ethereal outer garment, which attests to the unfathomable nature and the royal dignity of this angel. The head is looking towards the other two, which have their heads inclined and their eyes turned toward the first. Behind and above the head towers a a home, a house, the abode of Abraham, or the dwelling place of God, the mansion of many rooms. The door is always open. This tower has an open window. Maybe the father scans the road for a returning prodigal. The second in the middle is the position held by the second person of the Trinity, the vestments of the second correspond to those to which Jesus is often depicted. The undergarment is a dark crimson color, symbolizing the incarnation, humanity with the color of blood, while the blue outer garment signifies the divinity and the celestial nature. Notice that the blue is outer, while with the other two, the blue is the inner garment. This person unites heaven and earth. The two natures are present in him. And over his right shoulder, there is a band of gold through the earthly garment. As his divinity permeates and transfigures his earthly being and also denotes kingship. The second is inclined towards the first with his hand toward the cup on the table at the center of the picture. In the cup is the head of the calf which Abraham used for his hospitality to the angels and God's hospitality to us, the feast, a prototype of the lamb. The cup acquires Eucharistic meaning. The left and the middle angels bless the cup. And above the second's head are the branches of an oak tree, maybe the oak tree at Mamre, where the Abraham's angelic visitors rested. Maybe a reminder of the tree of life that was in Eden and of the cross. The tree of death becomes a tree of eternal life. On the right is the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, 
whose coming that we celebrated last week at Pentecost Sunday. The light blue undergarment and the smoky green outer garment represent heaven and earth and signify the life-giving force of the Holy Spirit, which animates everything that exists and is a symbol for new and eternal life. This elevation and purity, the spiritual ascent, is represented in the icon by a mountain above third. Mountains are places where people often encountered God, places where heaven and earth seem to touch. Now, as early as the 14th century, the population of the popularity of the Trinity icon was based not only on its theological content, but it was also on the relationship to the situation in Russia, political and its social history. It was a time of constant feudal wars that weakened Russia and made it prey for the enemies and for oppression. So with the, in, on the idea of an undivided and equal trinity, they found criticism of the feudal divisions of the Mo- Mongol yoke, as well as encouragement to collect the divided lands and to become free. But perhaps the most important thought that Rublev wanted to convey when he pra- painted this great icon was thought about the necessity and the goodness of love a bond based on the trust between the individuals. The old text about the Trinity as three natures of the divinity talk about the love which fills the Trinity. Trinity is love. The love of the creator is given to the world through Jesus. Trinity icon is not only representation of the three natures of God and a symbol of the Eucharist, but it is also an all-encompassing symbol of the unity and the image of divine love with an open place for us at the table. This is a circular design, and we are drawn into that circle. The first raises his hand in blessing to the second. This is my child, listen to him. The hand of the second points on around the circle to the spirit. In this simple array, we see the movement of life towards us. The life flows clockwise around the circle, and we complete the circle. As the creator sends Jesus, Jesus sends the Holy Spirit. So we are invited and sent to complete the circle of the Godhead in our response. As we respond to the movement of the Spirit, who points us to Jesus. Now while in St. Petersburg, Laura, Maudie, and I brought some backpacks to an orphanage. A highlight of that trip was our taxi driver, Igor, who was an Armenian. And he was entertaining as his driving was frightening. (laughs) He gave us his phone number to call whenever we needed transportation. And always said he always has a cup of tea for the table and extra food. Visitors are invited. Igor invites us to share at the table as in the welcoming hospitality of the angels. The open place waiting for us. 
In the words of Henry Nouwen, the more we look at this holy image with the eyes of faith, the more we come to realize that it is painted not as a lovely decoration for a convent church, nor as a helpful explanation of a difficult doctrine, but as a holy place to enter and to stay within. As we place ourselves in front of the icon in prayer or contemplation, we come to experience a gentle invitation to participate in this intimate conversation that is taking place among the three divine angels and to join them around the table. The movement from the creator towards Jesus and the movement of both the spirit and Jesus toward the creator become a movement in which one who prays is lifted up and held secure. We are invited to join the group, to contemplate the unity and the equality and the love of the three in one, and then to live it out in our lives, both individually and as church, and to realize that our Trinitarian God is a God of community, a divine community of love. We can't be a Christian alone. Even our God is represented as community. In the life of this faith community during its transition, community is even more important. This is the time to gather in unity around our Trinitarian table and trust in our God as we continue Rick's faithfulness to God's call. Now, I'm a task-oriented introvert who even has to remind myself to see people around me. Today, we are called to extend hospitality in all manner of life with others. We, like the three, are communal, involved with people doing much of our days through family life, work and school life, just taking part of the daily businesses of living, like grocery shopping. We can display hospitality, as in the icon, with those that we encounter, talking in a pleasant and welcoming voice, with a positive and encouraging attitude, with deeds of caring and compassion. And we can invite others to share in the love and the hope that we have through God. There's always room for more at the table of our Lord. The three at the table, out of their mutual overflowing love, rose creation to share in the love. Come rest yourself beneath the tree of life of the Son of God. Look down from the mountain in appreciation of the Spirit's life-giving force. Journey to the home prepared for you in the house of your Creator. The table is spread. The door is open. Let us take our place at the table and invite others by word and deed to also join us in that circle of love. <laughs>